Well, hello, and welcome to an all-new episode of the Transfix Take Podcast, where we are performance-driven. It's the week of August 23rd, and we are bringing you news, insights, and trends for shippers and carriers from our market expert, Justin Mays. Mays, as usual, it's always great to be with you. How's it going? Hey, Jenny. It's a pleasure to be with you as well today to talk more about the freight markets. And in this episode, we're going to talk about some of the volatility and the weather out on the West Coast and down South. Hurricane Hillary certainly had record rainfall for the California area, especially in San Diego. And I hear that there's another hurricane on the rise. That's right, Jenny. Before we download what's happening in the freight market throughout the entire U.S., we're going to spend some time out on the West Coast, especially California and Southern California, as Hurricane Hillary or Tropical Storm Hillary, as it made landfall, drenched a large portion of the West Coast from parts of Nevada all the way up throughout California. And it's still not over. Oh no, hurricane season is just getting started and what an introduction, but tell us how it's impacted the full truckload sector, Maze. Well, Jenny, no issues yet for full truckload freight. We haven't experienced any difficulties yet and capacity doesn't seem to be impacted at all, but there may be some delayed impacts. Now, there was some road closures throughout Southern California and some in more rural areas, but one to call out was I-10. And Jenny, for those who don't know I-10, I-10 is one of the main freight corridors from Southern California to Arizona and Texas. Now, carriers were pretty resilient and it didn't impact them too much just yet. But like I said, there could be some delayed impacts to the full truckload market, though I think if we do experience anything, they will be very minor. Which is a good thing. We certainly don't want these natural events to impact the trucking industry. But that said, what do you, where do you think that impact could live? Future impacts could be continuous flooding as rainwater from northern parts of California continue to flow downward to lower level land, creating more problems and potential road closures. Now, additionally, there are some issues on the intermodal side. Union Pacific reported that parts of their network in Southern California is experiencing network out of service and interruptions. Now, there's no telling how long this is gonna last for, but this could have an impact on full truckload volume as freight needs to be pushed through trucks to get across the country because of the railroad issues. Now, again, Jenny, I don't think even with these interruptions on the intermodal side, we're going to see too much of a disruption to the full truckload side. Now, my question is whether or not you've seen an uptick in tender rejections, especially over on the West Coast. Well, Jenny, we're not seeing too much of an impact. Carriers are still taking freight headed into these impacted areas by Tropical Storm, Hillary, and it's really not causing any difference in the tender rejections we're seeing coming out of some of the major freight markets with high volumes, such as Ontario and Los Angeles. In fact, Jenny, we were already experiencing a steady increase in tender rejections out of the Los Angeles, Ontario market in Southern California. And we haven't seen a pop up just yet from the storm, and I really don't think we're gonna see it. We've seen this steady increase for over the last 45 days, and right now, tender rejections in those high volume markets is just over 5%. That's ahead of the national average, by the way, which is important to call out because last week we did call out that the Southern California and California as a whole is experiencing a tightening in the freight market. Wow, yeah, and you know what? That's not to say that those numbers will change over the next week or so, depending on how the hurricane and its after effects really take into effect this week. 
Which is to say, this is only the beginning. You're 100% right, Jenny. We may be talking about hurricanes for the next few months as we're getting into the peak hurricane season. And we could see some volatility in the next few months if powerful storms do impact parts of the US. In fact, Jenny, moving under the radar is Tropical Storm Harold, which a lot of people haven't been keeping an eye on because of this disruption out on the West Coast. But it's making its way through the southern part of Texas on Tuesday which may result in, again, minimal impacts in freight markets such as Laredo. Harold makes our eighth tropical storm in the Atlantic so far this year, and NOAA predicts an above-average season in the Atlantic for major storms. Peak hurricane season tends to fall right on the same timeline as peak holiday season, which is something that we are very conscious of, and of course, no stranger to, but we'll definitely keep an eye out on those developments. That said, maybe you can get a little bit into the volatility that's created when hurricanes occur. Well, Jenny, some of the big factors on why volatility is created when hurricanes hit different parts of the US is one, increased demand of emergency and building supplies. You know, when a hurricane has a large impact in different parts of the country, there is a big demand for rebuilding, but also getting supplies there ahead of time and throughout the event. Additionally, Jenny, there's a lot of displacement of capacity and this has a domino effect in different markets that aren't even impacted by the storm. Due to carriers looking to avoid the storm altogether, carriers looking to partake in the relief efforts and staging of that emergency supply or building supplies. And of course, warehouse or facility closures. Now, this is something that we could still potentially see some isolated examples of in Southern California with flooding. When hurricanes do have an impact to a region, we usually see some closings, whether it's due to flooding or power outages, and this forces a backlog of freight, needing to leave and be received by different facilities, along with equipment for carriers being held up while holding freight for longer periods. And Jenny, we can't forget major roadways being closed. Like I mentioned earlier, I-10 was closed due to flooding, and it is a large artery for the U.S. freight markets. Thank you, Maze. It's always important to level set what happens or what could be expected to happen once a hurricane or tropical storm hits. That said, it is now time to move into what's happening in the industry and what we should look forward to and prepare for as we drive closer to Labor Day weekend. Over the past week, we have seen the national average rate per mile experience a slim decline but we will likely start seeing this change next week as we approach the holiday weekend. Which Maze would not be surprising considering this is one of the last chances carriers have to create that volatility. And we are surely gonna get some disruption along with it. The slim decrease in rates we saw week over week is likely due to the overall easing of the higher demand of overall volume in the market that we mentioned the last two weeks. We are seeing volume slightly decline, though still higher than almost all of 2023. And I would not be surprised if we see 10 rejections at a national level head north of 4.5% around the Labor Day weekend ahead of us. With all this said, Jenny, like I pointed out, we are still not seeing the national average rate per mile increase. But the decrease is definitely slowing, and it really feels like the average has really stalled out over the last week. Now, there are clear regions where you are seeing increases versus decreases for the rate per mile. And as we head into the holiday, I believe we will see the national average increase around 5%, similar to what we experienced 
on the 4th of July holiday and Memorial Day weekend holiday. And let's hope for carrier's sake that that volatility and increase in rates lasts a lot longer this time around post-holiday. That said, you know what it's time for, the regional breakdown. Let's start with the West Coast. Now, week over week, we've seen the West Coast experience decreases in average rate, but it is very specific. Southern California did see a decrease from last week, but I assure you we are going to see increases due to the slim impacts we experienced with Hillary. Now, it's important to note that the Pacific Northwest is still on fire, Jenny. Rates are still going higher for freight leaving the Pacific Northwest, as we would anticipate with produce season shifting. But on the flip side, Arizona has had back-to-back -back weeks of significant declines in rates, as Arizona has clearly shifted gears out of produce season. Now, I do think if we go back to Tropical Storm Hillary, I do believe we are going to see some impacts that are isolated, really freight picking up within California, shipping within the West Coast, we're likely going to see rates increase more than we would on other lanes leaving the West Coast. Now, for argument's sake, let's take a drive on through I-10 and head on over to the southern region with specific call-outs in Texas. We are going to be driving into a region that is seeing decreases in rates in every market but one. And that's Fayetteville, Arkansas, that saw a very slim increase. Now, the most important thing to call out is the large markets by volume, such as Dallas, Fort Worth, Houston are seeing the largest declines. That means, Jenny, that there is more capacity than those markets need and that the, that capacity is gonna start having a domino effect to nearby markets, which is gonna continue to drive down rates in the entire South region. Okay, and what's happening over on the Southeast region? It's not much of a different story. Most markets in the Southeast saw decreases week over week. As carriers look to continue to move, out of the southern part of the country after getting paid a higher rate to get there. Now, the largest market by volume in the southeast, Atlanta, Georgia, is still continuing to experience decreases. The one area that is of mention in the southeast that is actually seeing increases is going to be Tennessee. Most markets in Tennessee are seeing some capacity tightness, and most likely this is due to Tennessee being right on the border of the Midwest. And when we get into the Midwest, We'll go into why. But before we do that, let's head over to I-95 and head into the coastal region. What's happening there? We're seeing rates continue to decrease in the coastal area. Now, it really depends on what market you're in and where you're going. But as we mentioned before, if you're picking up and hauling freight out of the coastal region, you're going to find that rates are decreasing going into the Northeast and Midwest as they are the more favorable regions for carriers and freight heading down to the south or southeast is still going to probably get you paid higher. But like I mentioned, you're not going to be able to demand a higher rate leaving those regions. Okay, and why don't we shift gears over to the northeast region? This is one of the markets that we've mentioned for the past few weeks is starting to really tighten up into its peak season. And every single market, Jenny, has experienced an increase. Now, the markets that are experiencing a larger increase are the higher volume markets. So similar to Texas, with the higher volume markets experiencing increases in the domino effect, we're going to see that in the Northeast just in the opposite context, as the high volume markets such as Allentown, Pennsylvania and Elizabeth, New Jersey are seeing these higher week over week increases in the rates. It's going to start drawing in capacity from neighboring markets 
which in result will just push up the pressure on rates leaving those markets. Let's keep it moving. What's going on in the Midwest region? It's clear that the Midwest has really started to shift gears and follow behind the Northeast. Every market but three saw increases since last Monday to today. And some of them are seeing pretty large increases. A state to watch out for is definitely going to be Ohio, as every market in Ohio is experiencing significant increases. And that's to no surprise, Jenny, because we're seeing the same thing in most of the state of Pennsylvania. So that entire region is definitely experiencing a demand and capacity mismatch. Now, it's going to be very important to continue to watch what happens to other major markets in the Midwest, such as Chicago, St. Louis, Louisville. They are all seeing increases, but not to the levels of Ohio just yet. And it really looks like we're already seeing the dominant fall over to Indiana, as most markets in Indiana are also seeing increases. So Maze, I know you specifically want to call out correlations between tender rejections and rate increases, specifically in the Northeast and Midwest. Let's talk about it. What are you thinking is happening here? When we look at Elizabeth, New Jersey, Allentown, Pennsylvania, Columbus, Ohio, and Cleveland, Ohio, not only are we experiencing increasing rates, but you're seeing that correlation with tender rejections as these four markets are also leading the charge in the US with tender rejection increases. On the flip side, Houston, Texas continues to ease and not only in rate, Jenny, like we called out, but also in tender rejections. So we are starting to really find that correlation between tender rejections and rates, but you have to look at a more granular view. Okay, so I know I usually end these episodes on there is hope yet, but it actually seems like that is the case, especially considering that consecutively week over week, we've been reporting these rate increases across the region. So I'm very excited about that for our carrier network. That said, we hope everyone stays safe out there, whether you are dealing with Hurricane Hillary or Tropical Storm Harold. We will see you next week with an all new episode of the Transfix Take podcast. And please drive safely. All views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of Transfix Inc. or any parent companies or affiliates or the companies with which the participants are affiliated and may have been previously disseminated by them. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are based upon information considered reliable, but neither Transfix Inc. nor its affiliates nor the companies with which the participants are affiliated warrant its completeness or accuracy and it should not be relied upon as such. All views and opinions are subject to change.